All right, we were one place away from getting five in the top 25 again. The gold team seems stuck in place at sixth in the world, and on the global front, Black Lotus was two perfect scores away from running the board. DJ Pipes. Nerd! Go, brother! From Studio 1A at the worldwide headquarters of Echo Blade Studios. We were good, we were gold, kind of dream that can't be so. We were right. The world's only podcast dedicated to an MTGPQ coalition. Where working on your deck has nothing to do with hammers and nails. Over 100 of the best Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest players in the world. The Gods of Theros. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Nerd Thuggery. Very nice. I like Miley Cyrus. Is that, I know that's I Will Survive. Is that, isn't that the same uh, riff from the theme from Rocky, like at the end when he wins it? Is that the same? Anyways, recording in our studios in Florida, spanning the globe in 21 countries and four continents. What's up, gods and groggers? Welcome to the big show. I am Nerd Thuggery, and we have the results of last week's event, Break the Power Stone. I put out a challenge last week from GOT to FTA out of our top three placing teams in each mega coalition, which clan will have the most perfect scores? I have the results of that challenge. Also, pardon me if I'm if it sounds like I'm speaking a little low. I'm recording this late at night. I've got people in the house who are sleeping. I'm trying not to wake them, so bear with me, folks. Swallow. We'll recap the global team results, then we will review Dodge's report for the Gods of Theros and do the team breakdowns. Then we'll have a special segment from our friend Main Loop. If you are not already listening to his videos, then you should be. Well, Main Loop is going to talk about the top monocolor planeswalkers in the game. He just posted a page that you should know about ranking the planeswalkers, especially if you're wondering what to pick up in the holiday sale. By the way, Gosmaster also posted a great video about Planeswalkers. Here's the thing. Gosmaster puts together great videos. We Most of us have seen them. Very entertaining to watch. He's at about 940 subscribers on YouTube right now. If we can get him to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the new year, that would be a great Christmas present. So if you watch Gosmaster's videos and you enjoy them, go to YouTube right now. Make sure that you subscribe. And if you don't, do so. While you're there, you might as well check to be sure that you subscribe to Main Loop and to Nalthazar. I think it's important that we all support all the content creators of this game. The more we can grow the MTGPQ environment, the stronger it becomes, the more fun it is for everyone. I'm going to ask you all for your opinion on the recent shift in power among the colors in MTGPQ. And we'll talk very briefly about this weekend's event, which most of you are probably already started and playing right now. And we'll talk a little more about how this podcast is evolving. All right, we have a lot to get to, so let's get started. It was an impressive win for one of Black Phoenix's top teams, Black Lotus, had 18 perfect scores on their way to global domination last week. Fun fact, by the way, 
Did you know that there has never been a perfect 20 out of 20 score in a coalition event? There's been a few 19 out of 20s. And some of those stories, I've been hearing them, some of those stories are a lot of fun. So we'll definitely have some of the players involved come on uh, to the podcast and tell those stories in future episodes. It'll be fun. Rounding out the top 10 were Team Reckless, Blue Lotus, Black Vice, You Have One Job, Gods of Theros, Tormented, Goblin Pile, MTG, Goldfish, and Teferi. So the challenge this week was the top three teams from Gods of Theros versus the top three teams from from the Ashes. I don't know. I don't like how this looks for us, actually. I think FTA put three in the top ten this week. So let's see. Let's, FTA had Tormented uh, with nine perfect scores. Goblin Pile with 15. What happened there? Oh, it looks like they had a player miss the second set of nodes. Yikes. And Teferi had 10. So that's 25. It's 34. FTA had 34 perfect scores in their top three teams. Let's take a look at Gods of Theros 1, 2, and 3. Gold team had 13. The silver team had 9 perfect scores. And the bronze team looks like it only had five so that is 27 so GOT had 27 perfect scores on their top three teams FTA had 34 perfect scores from the ashes wins this challenge 34 to 27 okay who comes up with these challenges anyways okay so I've got a new one all right so let's uh now black black phoenix is the 500 pound gorilla in this space with the lotus teams you had one job something went wrong those guys right so for this next event, for Harvest Tide, the top two teams from GOT and the top two teams from FTA versus the top four teams from Black Phoenix. We'll see who has the most perfect scores between uh, from those. Uh, that might be close. It might be a close one. Let's just see. Let's play around with this and have some fun. Okay. Let's get to the Gods of Theros business for the next few minutes. Dodge has crunched the tasty numbers, digested the data, and offered his report. The Throne of Perfection. Event results for Break the Power Stone. Mark the Merald and Sepulka continue to reign on the Throne of Perfection this week, now with seven perfect event scores in a row. Do you even get tired of winning so much, guys? Do you? Really? And the gold team notches their fifth straight week at number sixth on the world standings. We seem stuck, so... You know, actually, I think we were only 10 points away. Gold Team was only 10 points away from being third place. So let's get into the top five. That's how tight these events can be, really. I mean, those top, you know, the top 10 places, it's on this one was, well, it's about 100 points. But sometimes in those top five, you know, it's only a matter of a few points here and there. All right. A jolly 41 members. Good job. 41 members of Gods of Thero ascended the coveted throne of Theros with perfect scores of 120 this week. A red-faced 19 members claimed the demigod status, scoring 95% or more. And another saintly 47 avatars scored 75%. Great job. I see what you did there, Dodge. A jolly, a red-faced, and a saintly. Good job with the adjectives there. Merry Christmas, everybody, right? All right, let's break down the teams. The gold team. The gold team got 13 gods with perfect scores, four demigods at 95%, a team rating of 97.8. Top performers remain Mark the Merald and Sepulka at 100. The gold team placed sixth in this week's event 
Imperial is moving the GOT to the Silver Team. The Silver Team had nine gods with perfect scores, three demigods at 95%. Team rating of 95.1. The top performer once again is Dodge U at 97. Silver Team took 13th place in the world. Voodoo is moving up to the Gold Team. CM9009 and Roe51 are moving to GOT3. The Bronze Team. Bronze Team had five gods with perfect scores. Four demigods at 95%, a team rating of 91.5. Last time we had three teams with ratings over 90 was also Break the Power Stone, I believe. So top performer was Quicksilver with a rating of 95. The bronze team took 17th place in the world. Quicksilver and Gutshanks are moving up to the silver team. And Superfly and Schemer are moving to GOT4. The Quads of Theros! Five gods with perfect scores, three demigods at 95%, a team rating of 85.8. Top performer right now is Adinako at 92. The Quads took 26th in the world. DSCM and Cavatopi are moving up to the bronze team. Vito is going down to the Groggers and Seven for some R&R during the holidays. And Black Dragon does the same, returning to GOTB for a well-deserved break. El Cinco de Theros! Three gods with perfect scores, four demigods at 95%, a team rating of 87.1. You know, I said earlier that the last time we had three at 90% or more was Break the Power Stone, but that's not true. Just last week, Cinco went unconscious, and they had over 90%. So take that back. Anyways, I digress. Top performer for the Cinco is Nomishkram at 88 the Cinco placed 24th in the world. Fuerun and Elvis are moving up to GOT4. Not That Mad is moving to GOT6. The Hexagods of Theros. Two gods with perfect scores. One demigod at 95%. A team rating of 57.3. Top performer is Nano with a rating of 94. The Hexagods took 47th place in the world. Nano and Shrike are moving up to GOT5. Obliterator has been inactive and unresponsive, so they're getting the old yeet, but they are welcome to rejoin us in 7 whenever they're ready to return to the game. The Grogs of Theros! Three gods with perfect scores, one demigod at 95%, a team rating of 66.4. Top performer is still last exit with a rating of 96. The Grogs placed 58th this week. They had some space on the roster, but those spaces have been quickly filled. So let's see the Groggers. Uh, let's see if they can return to the top 50 this week. Good job, everybody. And I'm going to say right now, that's the first time I've made it through the entire team update in one take. So I'm proud of myself. Okay, so with the annual holiday Planeswalker sales, both Main Loop and Gosmaster did reviews of current Planeswalkers. They're both very good videos. You can find them both on YouTube. Main Loop also put together a Planeswalker review page I found really helpful using the classic S, A, B, C, D, F rating scale that we're somewhat accustomed to. So I asked Main Loop to come on the show and talk about his favorite monocolor Planeswalkers for each of the colors, and he was very generous in submitting this report, so I hope you enjoy it. Here's Main Loop. Hey everyone, Nerd Thuggery, thank you for having me on. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and what you're doing there, so it's an honor and a pleasure. So the reason he asked me to come on to the podcast here is because I just created a new website. It's basically a page on Notion, but either way, it's a page that's the Planeswalker sorted and ranked by color. So I'm going to have, well, I'm sure Nerd Thuggery will post a link to it for you guys, but 
basically when you go on there you'll see that there's a list of all different color combinations of planeswalkers in the game and then you click on it and you can see all the different planeswalkers that correspond to that color so i'll just um tell you which ones are my favorite from the mono colored planeswalkers just in time so that you guys can still take advantage of the sale and let you know which ones i think are worth picking up so mono white walkers ajani invigorate leadership obvious choice one of the best planeswalkers in the game just overall giant amounts of life total lots of ways to gain that life super good mana gains in white and also really good mana gains in blue and green the number one planeswalker for new players to have it always gets recommended and i am right there with them next one we got mono blue walkers for me the best blue mono planeswalker is teferi chronoclast don't let the low life total fool you especially if you go all in with blue pma and get cards like ambiguity time walk paradox haze the combination of his abilities his gains on blue and his passive ability is really good in that it creates deny gems whenever your opponent casts a card so there's all these different things that are helping you get mana and denying your opponent from getting mana or casting the cards in their hand so really frustrating planeswalker to play against and i think you should play with him moving on we got mono black walkers um i hate to recommend this planeswalker because i hate facing her and from this point on i refuse to help anybody to create a deck for her but either way it's a uh, liliana of the veil her abilities are just insanely good her third ability can take you from being in control of the match to fighting to stay alive and i've rage quit so many matches against her um it, she's very easy to build around i think at first before people knew how to build for her people were having a bit of trouble really figuring her out but with all the discard and opponent library destruction in standard right now she's a breeze to play with and it's just really gonna help you win matches if that's really your main goal she does it pretty easily mono green walkers you know it's unfortunate that she's not even available for crystals yet so i'm gonna have to not necessarily put her in this list so i'm gonna go one step down but ren and realm breaker is a clear and obvious best mono green planeswalker in the game now webcore really hit it out of the park with the design she's really interesting and super good and really scary with her abilities but if you haven't picked up ren and seven who is the mono green planeswalker from midnight hunt you really should her first ability is definitely one of the best in the game. You get to basically fetch up to four of the next four cards in your library and destroy the ones that you don't pick up. And then all the lands that you have in your hand after that point, she gives half their mana to. That amount of fetch 
and mana gain from an ability that's really not very hard to hit is pretty awesome. And then the rest of her abilities are pretty good. Her third ability gets you two cards from your graveyard for free, basically. And that's pretty good, too. Her passive ability is, is quite good as well. Gets you an extra conversion of green whenever you convert a green for the first time your turn. So that's definitely nothing to sneeze at. But yeah, she's really fun to build around and can really generate tons of mana for you. So definitely don't sleep on her. I feel like a lot of people know she's good, but just as many people don't. So mono red walkers. So this one is really tough for me to really decide on is a clear favorite. I think depending on who you ask, either one of these four are top tier or like their favorite mono red walker. So we got Jaya, Fiery Negotiator. That's my favorite. We got Chandra, Dress to Kill, Gauzmaster's favorite. I think Koth Fire of Resistance is Nalthazar's favorite, but I'm not totally sure. And then um, Zariel, Archduke of Avernus. Pretty much any of those mono red walkers are the ones to go with. You really don't even have to pick up any of those other ones beyond that. Just stick with those. I gave them all A tier. I would say Chandra, Jaya, and Koth are more flexible. Zariel does something really well, which is create these devil tokens that you can really pump up and you can either fizzle out or win really fast with. So that's the only thing. So maybe maybe Zariel's like an A minus tier, B plus tier, and the rest I think are A tiers. So yeah, I hope that helps you guys out. And once again, thank you to Nerd Thuggery and the rest of the Gods of Theros community. Really happy to see more content creators in this space. Main Loop, thank you so much. I couldn't agree more with Tefcron at blue, and the new Ren Planeswalker in green is so much fun. Ren and Realm Breaker. I mean, you can spend 20 bucks on a pizza and feel really good for an hour, or you can spend $20 on Ren and Realm Breaker and feel good for months. Think about it. I put a link to Main Loop's ratings page in the show notes, or better yet, go to Main Loop's YouTube subscribe watch the video the link to his page is right there in the episode notes and that actually brings me very nicely to my question of the week i think that there's been a consensus that blue has become the dominant color in standard right now although a good attorney might be able to argue the other colors with perhaps the exception of red i think it's safe to say the game has had a blue tint for a while until this last month with the introduction of the new sets, Wilds of Eldraine and Lost Caverns of Ixalan, and, and the arrival of Ren and Realms Breaker, green is back in a very, very strong way. With chase cards like Blossoming Tortoise, Bramble Familiar, I think Nalthazar calls it Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I listen, I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, Hall, of, Hall of Gemstone is a monster card. Look it up. Uh, like Gosmaster has been saying, green conversion is back in a big way. So my question is, has green matched blue as the dominant color in MTG PQ? Has, has green surpassed blue as the dominant color? Or is MTG PQ still a blue-tinted world? 
if you play the game and you're listening to this podcast, I'm probably on your Discord server by now. So just at me in your general chat channels or uh, drop me a, a, a DM and tell me, is green now greater than, less than, or equal to blue as the dominant color in MTGPQ standard? All right. If you want to join the Gods of Theros, use the coalition search feature in the game and type in Gods of Thee and hit enter and your list will populate with our open coalitions. If you see space in Gods of Theros 7, jump right in and say hi. We don't have a minimum qualification, but I would suggest being at least level 30 and silver level. And at that point, you can start to really thrive at this level of competition. Remember, we have two rules in the Gods of Theros. Play the weekend coalition event and don't be a dick. If you are already a member of the Gods of Theros and you are not on the Discord server, I strongly recommend you download the Discord app. It's free. Swallow. And send a friend request to me, Nerd Thuggery, or Derek Rogers, or Dodge You, or any of the team leaders. We will send you a link to log on to the server. If you want to know what decks Sepulka, or Mark the Merald, or Black Dragon, or Six Iron, or Danny Crow, or Dodge You, or Big Bill, or Voodoo, any of our top players, if you want to know what decks they're using for this event or any other event, the Discord server is where you'll find it. Also, please say something in your in-game chat and encourage members to join the Discord server. And also encourage members to listen to this podcast. There's a link to each episode in the podcast channel and in our Discord. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Audible. All the links uh, are in the Discord service just about everywhere except Apple. And speaking of this podcast, as my regular listeners know, there have been some changes happening here. We are becoming bigger and broadening the scope of the podcast to include nearly all the top teams in the game, not just GOT. So there will always be a there will always be a Gods of Theros podcast, okay? Uh, but I may be launching, uh, actually, I will be launching <laughs> a new separate podcast that will contain global results, news of the game, interviews with players and personalities in the MTGPQ multiverse. I'm in talks with very smart, very talented people to help make this happen. So bear with me while we go through some of these growing pains over the next couple of weeks. Don't forget to visit Gosmasters YouTube, guys, and subscribe. Let's get him up to 1,000 subs. That'd be a great holiday gift for him. He puts a lot of work into this community. Do the same for Main Loop. I, and I, again, we, you just heard him. He, he does these great reviews. Good videos, too. I swear when he put this Planeswalker ratings together, he was peeking at my favorite Planeswalkers. And while we're at it, do the same for Nalthazar and for Steve, even. They do live stuff that they do streams. They do stuff I really enjoy. And it's important to support everybody who works to make the satellite media around this incredible game more enjoyable for everybody. All right. This week's mashup was created by Benjamin Veltz, Betty Veltz. He is known on the socials as Bassfarer. The weekly GOT summary is computed, calculated, compiled, and composed by Dodge U. Pipes is known to his mother as Jeffrey Smith. He does this for a living. You can find him on Fiverr. This podcast was produced by Echo Blade Studios. I'm Nerd Thuggery. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you on the other side of Harvest Tide. So long, nerds.